Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 55, verses 16 through 23. But I call upon God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he will hear my voice. He will redeem me unharmed from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God, who is enthroned from of old, will hear and will humble them because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion laid hands on a friend and violated a covenant with me, with speech smoother than butter, but with a heart set on war, with words that were softer than oil, but in fact were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O God, will cast them down into the lowest pit, The bloodthirsty and treacherous shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. Esther, chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace, opposite the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne inside the palace, opposite the entrance to the palace. As soon as the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she won his favor, and he held out to her the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached and touched the top of the scepter. The king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you, even to the half of my kingdom. Then Esther said, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for the king. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly so that we may do as Esther desires. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. While they were drinking wine, the king said to Esther, What is your petition? It shall be granted to you. And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom it shall be fulfilled. Then Esther said, This is my petition and request. If I have won the king's favor, and it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, Let the king and Haman come tomorrow to the banquet that I will prepare for them, and then I will do as the king has said. Haman went out that that day happy and in good spirits. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate and observed that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was infuriated with Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. Then he sent and called for his friends and his wife Zeresh, And Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all the promotions with which the king had honored him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and the ministers of the king. Haman added, Even Queen Esther let no one but myself come with the king to the banquet that she prepared. Tomorrow also I am invited by her together with the king. Yet all this does me no good so long as I see the Jew Mordecai sitting at the king's gate. 
Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows fifty cubits high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged on it. Then go with the king to the banquet in good spirits. This advice pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 through chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, do not let anyone condemn you in matters of food and drink, or of observing festivals, new moons, or Sabbaths. These are only a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Do not let anyone disqualify you, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, dwelling on visions, puffed up without cause by a human way of thinking and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows with the growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the universe, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. All these regulations refer to things that perish with use. They are simply human commands and teachings. These have, indeed, an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-imposed piety, humility, and severe treatment of the body, but they are of no value in checking self-indulgence. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Good morning, and welcome to the eighth Monday after Pentecost. This morning, uh, this morning's reading, we continue on. Um, if you've noticed, we've read Colossians both Friday and Sunday. Um, and Esther we read last week as well. And moving in reverse order, Psalm 55 is, is new. Um, but I won't be speaking too much about the scripture this morning. Um, the 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 podcast has been um, I started it and it continues to be recorded for the most part in Baltimore, Maryland um, namely west well, northwest Baltimore which is within the district of Representative Elijah Cummings who President Trump um, had some words for on Twitter and it made kind of the news the, the rounds in the news it's unfortunate uh, not just because it's a distraction. Um, we're not really talking about anything that's important. Um, and yet the, the refusal to normalize some of the rhetoric, I think, is, is needed. Um, it's, it, it was troubling. It made the news for the most part Friday morning, or for most of Friday and through the weekend. Um, and I know uh, Cummings' office because we're in his district and I've been doing GI Justice stuff. And um, it was just a shock to see some of the, what, what he said, but also some of the responses to it I think were really important, um, including a CNN anchor. There's a video that became viral, um, you know, who's a native Baltimorean. And uh, he he noticed that very often, I don't know if it's exclusive, the implication was that it was exclusive, that when um, our president uses the word infestation, which in most 
parlance refers to rodents and insects. When you use the word infestation, it's used uh, in association with people of color. So Elijah Cummings is black. Um, it was used um, in in reference to the the four freshman congresswomen who should go back to the infested place that they came from. Um, and it's not a coincidence that somebody thinks this. Um, and you know, it's not, it's not an accident or a coincidence that this is kind of the impulse uh, that we see that comes from uh, this administration where um, the, the next kind of big thing um, is more important than you know, doing you know, what's important, doing the work of the people and serving the, the country. Um, and the president said as much when he had a social media um, conference or forum or something. And he said, you know, we don't even do press releases anymore. It doesn't get enough attention. But if I say s- something on social media, that gets attention. Uh, and so it, the president knows that this is, it, it's deliberate. Um, and because it was so late in the week, it's very possible that many pastors, including our own priest, didn't incorporate this event into um, their sermon. Um, but our priest did remind us on Sunday, yesterday, that um, these words aren't possible but from the mouth of a broken heart and a, a soul in need of um, something. I mean, we can call it all kinds of things, love, um, you know. But at the, at the end of the day, our president needs something and he's trying to fill it through the next round of attention-getting remarks. And people like that need prayer more than anything else. Um, they don't need us to uh, argue back um, because that masquerades as the thing they need, which is community, which is um, genuine love and affection, um, hate and anger, our frustrated love. And in responding in anger to things like this, it gives the appearance that we care in a way that we don't care. Um, It masquerades as communion or community and and fellowship with someone. Um, If you have a very strong relationship, you can be angry with that person and it still be an act of love. Uh, I believe that very strongly, but we don't have a relationship with the president. you know, metaphorically or, or like politically or personally. Um, instead, I think a prayerful response is not necessarily one that argues back or, um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I see a lot of the responses from other people who live in Baltimore, West Baltimore, and, um, I'm just not sure that that does what what we are called to do if we're Christians. Um, and Paul's letter to the uh, church in Colossus 
um, has contains a warning against false teachers. Um, he's talking about these regulations about stuff that seem to promote piety, humility, and severe treatment of the body, but they don't actually have any value in checking self-indulgence. Um, it can be self-indulgent to enter into that argument, to feel like we've contributed, um, where in fact that's giving the person and the, the public discourse, I suppose, uh, a, a false impression that progress is being made, that, um, that you know, something is being fixed. I mean, nothing's being fixed. We're going to see another tweet. We're going to see another um, victim of, of rhetoric. Um, and I don't know that our typical responses are, are what's called for. But I don't know what prayer might evolve into, but I do think it begins with prayer. Um, and we, I have a saying for first formation, get the fuck up and pray. Prayer is not just moving your lips you know, making sounds to God or, you know, in your head. Prayer is something that you do with your feet and your hands as well as with your mouth. But I do think it begins with being able to utter words that reshape the narrative, both internally for ourselves, but also externally for those who are engaged in this debate. Prayer for the President of the United States. O Lord, our Governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to your merciful care, that, being guided by your providence, we may dwell secure in your peace. Grant to the President of the United States and to all in authority wisdom and strength to know and do your will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in your fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, You can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. 
This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.